A couple weeks ago in the podcast, Guarding Your Heart Shamar Style, I mentioned that we had a cow on our farm who was expecting her calf any moment. Well, I want to tell you the follow-up story about what happened. It was hard and it was beautiful. And it gave me such a picture for discipleship about bringing the next generation to the nourishment of God's Word. And, well, I have a story for you. So let's cue the intro, and then we'll dive into the story of Billy the Bull. What truth are we speaking into the next generation? What legacy are we creating for those we care about? Are we making a difference? so that our kids will know Jesus. Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and the answers to these questions really matter to me. And if you're a Christ follower, I'm sure they matter to you too. I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me Ministry, and we are convinced that there's power in our Jesus stories, that God's Word is life-changing, and that discipleship doesn't have to be intimidating. So join us as we talk about faith, Scripture, relevant topics, intentional discipleship, and the next generation. Friends, it starts with a conversation. So let's get going on this podcast right now. My family lives on a small farm, and for about the last 10 or 11 years, we've had cattle here. My husband Kelly grew up on a cattle farm in Kentucky, so he spent the last decade training our family how to take care of cattle. We've had so many experiences with our cattle here over the years, highs and lows, good times and bad times. We've had many babies born along the way, and each birth is a time and a reason for rejoicing. Sometimes the mamas need help bringing their babies into the world, and I could regale you with stories about how our family of seven has worked together over the years to deliver the babies. I'll save some of those stories for another day. I could also regale you with stories about how we've lost calves over the years and how we have bonded together to pray and to ask God to help us with our farm. When everything goes up well, our mamas bring their babies into the world safely easily and on their own, but other times it doesn't work that way. Anytime a cow is expecting, it could go any number of ways. So we've learned to watch and to pray when a baby is due. When I recorded that last podcast about guarding our hearts, Shamar style, our cow Sylvia was due. She's already had five or so calves on our farm. She's my husband's favorite cow, consistent healthy, good-natured, a great mama. She's actually Shamar's mama and Tabitha's grandma. So we have three generations here for that cow family, which is kind of fun. Anyway, a couple of weeks ago, Sylvia was due to give birth to another calf. We watched and prayed, watched and prayed. My husband kept going down to check on Sylvia all day that particular Friday, and as the sun set, and then even well after dark, he kept going down to the pasture to check on her. He told us he'd call us if he needed us to come down to the barnyard and help, or that he would call us when the baby was born. It's always so much fun getting to watch a new baby calf take its first wobbly steps and begin to nurse. But around midnight, 
Kelly came back up to the house, and the girls and I knew something was really wrong. Our farmer told us that Sylvia had given birth, but that the calf was born dead. This is always a loss. It's a disappointment. It's a sadness, and we feel the pain. I never understood why it was such a big deal for a farmer to lose a calf or a cow until I lived here on this farm. And now I understand the emotions of it. And we went to bed that night really sad. Well, the next morning, my husband got up early. And as we spent time together and having our devotions and just thinking through the day, my husband decided to find a replacement calf. Sylvia, she was brimming with milk, and because we're not a dairy farm, all that milky health and goodness would be wasted if we didn't have a baby to nurse her. So he began looking on Craigslist to see if there were any calves available, and he found one up way north of Denver. So he made a deal on Craigslist, and he loaded up the trailer, and he got Journey Grace, and the two of them went up to this cattle farm a couple few hours away. As they were there, apparently there were many brand new baby calves to be chosen from. On that farm, a dairy farm, when a baby is born, the babies are immediately separated from the mamas so they can go back on the milk line and the babies are put up for sale. Now, I know that that can be a really uncomfortable thing to hear, but if you drink milk, that's the way that it works. And there were all these calves in need of a mama, and we had a mama at home in need of a calf. As Kelly and Journey Grace surveyed all the options for calves, Kelly's eyes settled on a certain one, but he told Journey Grace that she got to make the choice. So her eyes settled on this tall, perfectly black calf, a little bull. And she said, let's get that one. And so he said, yes, that's the one we'll get. So they got that calf and they loaded him up and brought him home. And Journey Grace got to choose the name. She named him Billy the Bull. When Kelly and Journey Grace and Billy the Bull got home from their long drive, Kelly called me as he pulled through the gates and said, we're home, come on down. And so I made my way down to the barnyard to watch what I knew would be a very challenging process because just like we have to watch and pray when a baby calf is due, we also have to watch and pray when we get a bereaved mama a replacement calf. It's not an easy process. It's not an easy process to get a mama to accept the baby or the baby to accept the mama. He got Sylvia into the round pen and he gated her into a small section of that and he put Billy the bull in with her. I stood behind the gates a ways away and I was watching and I was praying because this is a very tender and difficult and challenging process. So Kelly is down there in this small space with them, and he's trying to get this calf, which was a very large calf, probably about 120 pounds, trying to wrangle this gangly, tall, strong calf to duck underneath Sylvia and nurse her when she wasn't quite sure that she was interested in Billy the Bull being her calf. We watched and we prayed 
And Kelly worked and he wrangled for two or three hours. And finally, he got Billy to nurse maybe one or two suckles. And then my farmer husband needed to take a break. So we went up to the house for a few hours. And fortunately, Kelly had the day off so that he could go back down and he could do that wrangling again. And thus began the process for the next two or three days of Kelly going down every few hours to wrangle Billy the bull and Sylvia the cow and try to help the calf come to nourishment of the mama. You know, I stood in the barnyard multiple times over those few days, during the day, in the afternoon, in the evenings, early in the morning, and I watched Kelly, and I watched his determination of getting Billy the bull to latch on to Sylvia the mama, and Sylvia the mama get her to accept Billy the bull. And as I watched this process, it was exhausting for Kelly, but I have to tell you that it was such a beautiful picture to me of what discipleship looks like. I hope that the analogy isn't offensive to you, but you know, I think in some ways, all of us are a bit like Sylvia when it comes to discipleship. We're not quite sure about it. We're intimidated by it. It's not exactly what we're comfortable with, and yet it's what we're made for. Sometimes we need a farmer or a tutor or an encourager who will help us to understand how to nurse or to nourish the next generation in God's word. And then, you know, I think our kids, our grandkids, the the next generation that's entrusted to us, I think they're actually a little bit like Billy the Bull. They're not quite sure that they want the nourishment of God's word. Billy was absolutely hungry to the core for the colostrum and the milk that Sylvia had waiting for him. And yet he was tall. He was gangly. He was, he was strong. He had other things going on and he wasn't sure he wanted to submit to that type of nourishment. It took a farmer training him. It took Sylvia learning how to be patient and nourish him. And it took Billy eventually coming to the point that he would receive that encouragement. Over the few days that weekend, I rejoiced and I praised God that though it was so sad to lose that calf, that the timing was perfect, that it happened while my pastor husband was off work so that my farmer husband, who's the same guy, by the way, could do the work of, shall we say, discipleship, training Sylvia, how to nourish Billy the bull, and training Billy the bull how to receive the nourishment. The reason that I started the Family Disciple Me ministry several years ago, is because for many years, I was Sylvia. I wasn't quite sure how to nourish my kids in God's word. And the crazy thing about that is that I grew up as a believer. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior at four. I went to Christian school every day of my life. I did not miss a Sunday at church. I took Bible classes in college. And you know, I even went to seminary and have a graduate degree in biblical studies. I helped start a church. 
I've led so many ministries in this church that I've got countless pieces on my resume. But when it came to my own children, I wasn't quite sure about how to begin in discipling them, in nourishing them in God's word. Yes, I prayed with them. And yes, for the years and years, we read God's word with them. But going deeper than that, going broader than that, going more sequentially than that, I didn't know what to do. Until God, as a patient farmer, shepherd, began to show me how to nourish my children. And as he began to show me the way and give me the plan, he embedded it in my heart, the desire to be like, well, shall I say, Kelly, the farmer, in teaching other parents and grandparents how to nourish the next generation entrusted to them. And you know, on the flip side of that analogy, I would say that every one of my children have been a bit like Billy the Bull. They've got their own things going on. There's there's other cows to watch. There's gates to peek their heads through. There's dirt to dig in. There's, well, bottles to drink from that are way easier than nursing. My kids aren't always interested in the nourishment of God's word. They're not always interested in the colostrum that God has deep in the pages of what he has to say to us. They're not always interested in the healthy milk that contains all the proteins and the vitamins and the nutrition. And yet, consistently, faithfully, patiently, God has taught me how to bring my little bull and heifers to him. Though I have to say, Three of them are now adults, so they don't quite qualify as calves anymore. And yet, it is still so important to me to disciple them in the nourishment of God's Word, speaking as much truth into them as I can at these ages and stages of their lives, as well as into the lives of my two girls that are still at home. They're in middle school and high school, and these are such powerful years to continue to nourish them in the truths of God's Word. Here's the thing. Though it's not always easy to do the nursing or giving the nourishment of God's Word, it's the way that God made us. I'm sorry, guys, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I'm not a cow, but you know, you are somebody who can give the next generation God's word. Mamas, you can give the next generation the nourishment of God's word. Aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas and friends and family and neighbors and caring godly adults, you have the resources to nourish the next generation with God's word. So today, I challenge you. Who is the Billy the Bull that's entrusted to you? Or who are the little calves that God has given to you? What are their names? What are their faces? Maybe they're your natural born children. Maybe they're children that have been brought to you by the circumstances of life. Maybe they're your children's children or your neighbor's children or other people that you have been able to come into contact with children that God has entrusted to you. Whether those are itty bitties, middle sized ones, teenagers, or young adults. If you are a Christ follower, God has called you to go make disciples. And so today, I challenge you, live that calling. 
Live it out. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Receive it. As I watched Kelly finish the process with Sylvia and Billy, we had great cause for celebration and rejoicing because Sylvia began to nurse Billy. And Billy began to look to Sylvia for nourishment. A few days later, we were able to release Sylvia from the round pen so that she and Billy could join the rest of the herd. And you know what? It's an amazing thing because now down in the barnyard, there are multiple mamas nursing their babies and there's multiple babies receiving their nourishment and their health from those mamas. And you know, that's exactly what God wants to happen in the spiritual realm. So I encourage you and challenge you. Do what God has called you to do in discipleship today. Friend, discipleship starts with a conversation. So I challenge you to go start a conversation about God and His Word with somebody that He has entrusted to you. You can find links to Discipleship Conversation Starters in the show notes, and you can also find the link to the original Guarding Our Hearts Shamar Style podcast and conversation in the show notes as well. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May He turn His countenance toward you. And just like the sun is shining on my barnyard today over Sylvia and Billy and the rest of the herd, I pray that He will shine His face upon you and your family and those entrusted to you, and He will give you peace.